guys, friends, do come in, take a seat, grab a cup of coffee, grab a drink, grab a Coke, whatever suits your fancy. Welcome to episode five of You Only Love Once. I'm Esther. I'm Plumy. Hi, guys. Look at you, all tame, <laughs> sweet, lovely. I'm trying to be Demure. proper. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Okay, so basically, our last episode, we went in about our views on finances and standards of living and all this wonderful jazz and then we thought to ourselves why don't we hear from a human being so we got a dm no we didn't get a dm no no, we got a dm we got a dm yeah yeah. from someone who sent us um a story okay explain the situation they sent us a screenshot of like a uh, agony aunt type submission mm. that someone given another popular Instagram page. Yes. Um, and I guess wanted to hear what our thoughts are mm-hmm. on it. So that's what this episode is going to be about. Absolutely. I'm going to quickly summarize the story. Got it on my phone. So, okay. So the situation is uh, two years ago, I'm going to just put random names in here. Two years ago, Sarah's husband, and Sarah's husband is Michael. Sarah's husband, Michael, his best friend died suddenly in a car accident. Now, this um, Michael, Sarah's husband, and this best friend, John, um, were like brothers, like super close. Um, He was very tight with them and all that. So obviously he was heartbroken, inconsolable and all that good stuff. Um, Basically, when John died, John had a wife of been married for 13 years and three kids so sarah's husband michael um his friends died so he basically steps up to the plate to be a dad to his friend's kids and he's doing that and that involves obviously like a monthly stipend like a just to support them he's paying their school fees and all that other stuff responsible stuff that's all commendable now the problem is two years in it's starting to cause issues um within sarah and michael's marriage because they also have kids and the kids that um the school that john late john late john's kids go to is the same school that sarah and michael's kids go to and the fees are quite pricey so her husband michael is paying for his kids' school fees, as well as his late friend's kids' school fees. By the way, his late friend's wife um, is not working. So it's been two years since she lost her husband and she's been a mother to these three kids. She doesn't work, she doesn't earn a living, and she's not contributing towards the financial upbringing of her kids. All of this is now falling on the friend who stepped up. Now, Sarah is feeling some sort of frustration and resentment because she... It's starting to affect their life because her husband really cannot afford to do this any longer. So she brings it up with her husband um, about six months after the death. So six months into him taking up this responsibility, she brings it up and says that she thinks that maybe he could, I don't know, maybe change the school, just something a bit more affordable. Her husband was not happy, was really upset, said that she was insensitive and she just kept quiet. And now two years in, the same situation is still happening. She's scared to bring it up again with her husband. Now she's asking, what should she do? So there's, that's the summary of the 
agony aunt submission well we thought this was juicy and worth a discussion mm-hmm. Palumi and I generally agree on this and we're going to talk about in more detail more about our views um, but there is one particular point that we disagree on but let's just get into it Palumi what do you think um yeah I think a lot of things I think Michael has stepped up to the plate and I think that's super commendable excellent work yeah, I think he's doing what you would hope that your friend, loved one, whatever, mm-hmm. would do in your absence. Um, but I think the Bible verse that I quoted earlier is Proverbs 21, I think it was. Um, it was Proverbs 19, 2 to 3. And it says, enthusiasm without knowledge is foolish. Or enthusiasm without knowledge is no good, another translation says. And I think that his intentions are great in wanting to like make sure that his friend's kids don't suffer or mm. don't be without. But I think you can't do that at the detriment of your own financial health and your family and your marriage. And that's what it's become. So it's not so much that I think he shouldn't help. But I think you can, you should help in the way that you can afford to help. And yeah. clearly, he can't afford this help that he's given, or in the way he's doing it. That's one side. The second side for me is the the widow, so the woman who lost her husband. She's gone through this life changing horrible event, which no one can tell you how to grieve and all this mm. other stuff, right? But at what at what point do you then kind of pull your big girl panties up and say, I have to step up to the plate? and be responsible for my kids even if i'm not fully responsible i'm earning a living to Mm. support because the reality is most women in her situation do not get help when they lose their husband from family from friends i mean we've heard stories of like women going from they their husband dies they get kicked out of the family Mm. home they're having to like literally horrible stories right but you're in a situation where you have a friend who is stepping up to the plate i feel like it's your responsibility to if you don't want to take it from him all completely chip in and just like carry your weight a little bit yeah i mean i hear that and i agree with so much of it like i think that what michael's doing is amazing it's commendable hurrah um, I also think that when his wife brought up to him that um, she, that maybe this was a bit foolish, she probably didn't use those words, but in the sense that why are we suffering because you're giving to, yeah. you know, the, uh, to the woman and to the kids. It's lovely that you're doing that, but do we have to do it to such an extent? Yeah. Um, the, his reaction, I feel like, because I'm always like, what's the what's the mot- the emotion behind that? Like, what's the motivation? Why is he triggered? I I think he was triggered out of grief. Like he's grieving and he's almost seeing the way he's caring for his friends, wife and children as a way to as a way to heal. But mm. also, he's feeling a sense of responsibility. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if he'll ever be able to re- re- um, resolve himself. Of. Yeah. Um, What's the word? It's not resolve. Um, absolve absolve himself, himself of, yeah. Um, until maybe he gets some therapy to really untangle all of those things. Yeah. But at the moment, it's falling on his family. Mm, they're suffering for it. And that is a really... I think that's the det- detrimental part. And I was saying to Plumi earlier that I one of my core values, which a lot of people might not agree with, but it's something that I really um, 
that I hold dear and I and I think is true mm. is that I don't think anyone or I, personally for myself I don't think that I should live a life um, where by helping you I am um, at, it's, a, it's at a detriment to myself mm. like I am killing myself because I'm trying to help yeah. you mm-hmm. um, I don't think that that makes any sense even if you think about when you're on an airplane they say that you should put your yeah, mask on first, before first, yeah. helping someone else yeah. i don't see you know those people that are just walking martyrs yeah. i'm not that person yeah. Yeah. i won't be it's foolish i i don't see the yeah. point i do think that we should help people i think the way we can we should it's even biblical mm. where you can help someone help them mm. but I, I just don't think that we should go around um killing ourselves to help someone else everyone yeah. is an individual yeah wherever we are we didn't necessarily put ourselves there but we are strong enough like god has given everyone the strength and the community to be able to pull themselves up and to be able to you know reinvigorate but the other thing i was saying is is the help that we're giving is it helping is it helping them like at some point his money might run out run out or Or he he might have to or they have to relocate like you were saying before um, at some point, this help, I mean, this help is not eternal. Mm. Like, <laughs> she's going to have to maybe get some skills outside the house, find a way to support them. It doesn't involve this whole other family. I've been to help um, And so at what point is he going to start helping her to empower herself? Mm. She's been in this marriage for 13 years. She probably doesn't even know how to not rely on a man. On a man. Yeah. Like, that's, I think that she has those shackles to deal with by yeah, herself. Yeah. And so if he's just perpetually saying, yeah, I'm just going to carry on with your, well, your husband. Well, your husband did, doing, yeah. yeah. How is You're not helping helpful? her because the reality is our husband's no longer here. Yeah. And the reality is, the reality of her reality is that now she has to step up to the plate. Yeah. Um, and it's good that she's had this two-year grace period mm. to not have to immediately put her feet in the which fire. Is which is such a blessing. Like, most widows mm-hmm. only wish that they had someone to be like i know this is going to be a shock for you but for the next a year and a half i'll sort you out mm-hmm. until you kind of get used to not having your partner here like most people don't have that right mm-hmm. so she's had this two-year grace period now it's like what are you going to do with it this grace period is not going to last forever like esther said that it doesn't matter who you are and how much you want to help someone you can't help them forever ever Mm -hmm. like it's impossible Mm -hmm. it's physically impossible i don't care how much you love them how much who they are to you you cannot as a human being you cannot help another human being forever it comes to the point where they're going to have to learn Mm -hmm. and do things themselves and all you should do is empower them and at the moment she's not i don't want to say he's not empowering her but maybe it more so sounds like she's not even thinking about empowering herself and that's a problem as a woman I, don't, I just feel really strongly like as a woman, you should do all you can within your power to empower yourself and not find yourself in a situation where you're relying on someone else. And I think actually that goes for everyone. I feel like as human beings, the only person that you should fully, fully, fully be relying on is God. Because human beings are human beings. They 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 like literally they're human beings like you they they will fail you sometimes yeah they will disappoint you sometimes and that's why you need to be completely relying on no one but god not relying on this person's money he could lose his job they could move anything could happen and if he loses his job today so what your kids are no longer going to school is that what Mm -hmm. it means like 
that's why I keep using the word foolish on both their parts. I see lots of foolish actions. And like Essa saying, a lot of it comes from grief and there's so much other stuff that's going on around them. But as parents in the situation where you have kids, sometimes you do have to set aside your own grief, right? Mm. And because you all like, when you speak to people who have gone through a divorce or something, a lot of times the parents will talk about the fact that for the first year or two after the loss, they have to set aside their own feelings mm. to do stuff to make sure the kids were okay. And then only then could they then actually sit in their feelings and mm. say, okay, let me truly feel this grief, this loss, right? Most people don't have the luxury of being able to sit in their loss immediately, especially when you have kids, because these kids are completely reliant on you mm-hmm. as a parent to to do the needful. The last thing I wanted to say on it was, this also says something about Sarah and Michael's marriage in that she's then kept this feelings that she's had now for two years. So kudos to her, she tried to bring up six months in, it didn't go so well. So she's been sitting on these feelings Mm. for another 18 months in a marriage. How honest is your marriage? There's something about conflict that I have learned from certain people in my life. There's certain people that deal with conflicts really well Mm. um, that I've noticed. And when I see it, it usually goes something like this. Someone will share something that's hurt them. Mm. So let's say, um, they'll say, you know, when you did this, it affected me this way. And that person will listen to it and say, Oh, I'm so I'm so sorry that um, that that affected you like that. Um, and then they'll ask for more inf- for more information for context about mm-hmm. it. And they'll really take that information in and make the person that's saying that feel heard. Mm. It doesn't yeah. mean that they don't they agree with it 100 yeah. percent in yeah. that moment. Yeah. But when they are going to talk about it, it's not necessarily going to be in that moment. It's yeah. not tit for tat. It's, yeah. Yeah. I in this moment, I, I hear, hear you. you. Yeah what you're feeling and validating yeah yeah now okay so i've heard you my perspective on the situation is and then you know then they can maybe then have that conversation but i don't i feel like when she said it it was still quite raw like when she brought it up to him it was quite raw Mm -hmm. but if they were to have a conversation again you think he'll be he'll react differently i don't know if he'll react differently but i feel like the only way she can know is to say it again is to say it again but then if they if she doesn't feel like they can the only way to have like constructive conversations with someone who doesn't know how to communicate effectively is to go into therapy with a third person yeah that's honestly how i feel because these people that i've seen have like really amazing like conflict resolution stuff um I have a feeling that they're, e- they're either like overthinkers who like just know how to, like they've broken themselves down so much to a point where they know how to like, they know themselves mm. and they know how to relate to other people. So yeah. if you're either that person who's self-aware yeah, or you've gone to therapy. Yeah. Like, I don't think it's easy to Yeah, it's react. not. I don't think it's a natural, th- yeah. natural thing for most. I think, I think communication is something you have to learn. Yeah. Like I think it's false when you think that I'm just a natural born communicator. Mm. I think there are people who are vocal and more outgoing, but that doesn't mean you're a great communicator. Mm. I think being a good communicator, especially in personal relationships, because there are some people who are great at communicating their professional life, right? But when it comes to the personal relationships, they're completely rubbish at Mm -hmm. it. And I think especially in personal relationships, being a good communicator 
requires patience time and learning like you something you have to learn and work on every single day but i think it's for me it's a shame that you are that they are in a marriage yeah where the wife is have has this feeling or has this opinion on something that's so important like the money in our marriage or in Mm. our family and she is scared to bring it up with you again because of how you reacted like Mm. yes it was fresh yes it was six months in whatever but the fact that you guys' relationship is not where you like for me it's even so much like i would hope that i'm in a marriage where my husband would sense that something was off yeah like do you know what i mean like i don't care how good of an actor you are you are sharing a bed with that person almost every night if not every night and for 18 months they had this thing in them and you know how big it must have been to her for her to write to a stranger yeah yeah. like it it wasn't Mm. something that she just forgot about this woman has written into a stranger on the internet who she doesn't know obviously blurred out her names and changed the names and stuff to seek advice Mm -hmm. because it clearly bothers her and she clearly wants a resolution but she's too scared to go and approach her husband and have a conversation because of the last time and how are you slain in bed with someone for 18 months and mm-hmm. not know that something is off that's like, scary though. that's what i mean but then that's do we feel like because nothing is one-sided do we feel like that's an issue that maybe she needs to address as well i think it's an issue in their marriage full stop mm. i think like i think this situation if anything is showing them that there are other issues in their marriage yeah that they need to deal with so if you take up this this friends wife and kids out of the equation there are issues in their marriage that they need to sort out first issue i can say is clearly he makes the financial decisions without her input oh that's a good one right clearly Mm. and is that an issue for her now sounds like it Mm. for me that would definitely be an issue so i feel like Mm. there are this situation is reflecting certain things that they clearly are need to work on that's one issue the second issue is that they are able to keep things away from each other and the other person either doesn't know or, or turns a blind eye for long periods of time for long periods of time and that's another issue right god forbid that's what i'm saying so, so so many things that, that this situation is reflecting of their own marriage mm. um so yeah oh well i mean that was literally just us discussing those points we had no advice to give no we had we really don't because it's a dice situation and we don't know everything about it yeah um i wish them well i really do um i hope that she they she gets a place where she's able to share her feelings and he gets a place where he's able to receive them mm. validate her feelings it doesn't mean that he needs to stop immediately what he's doing mm. but that they can come to some sort of middle ground that makes both parties happy because mm. it also doesn't sound like she wants him to stop helping them no. completely no. she just wants him to be more financially more fiscally responsible she wants him to put them first which is right yes. which i'm not never gonna say she yes. shouldn't feel that so wish them nothing but the best yeah and um yeah honestly god bless them and i really hope that um he puts them first that's, yeah that's my that's my conclusion yeah Please. basically put your wife first yeah anyway guys it's been a joy once no- again nothing but a joy simply yes so um we will catch you on the next episode yeah bye, bye.